Hello and welcome to Property Matters, a weekly look at all matters property sponsored by Fairview International Property Consultancy and auctionproperty.co.uk. We're live every Sunday from 10am on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn and our website propertymatterstv.co.uk. And if you're watching on our website, please leave us a Google review. And if you're watching via social media, please get involved in the conversation via the comment section below. Our email address for any suggested discussion is hello at propertymatterstv.co.uk. And if you don't have time to watch the whole show, you can get the podcast on the move, of course, every week uh, on the Monday at 10 a.m., just uh, uh, a day after the Property Matters live TV show. Finally, we're broadcast across the week on Dilse Radio as well. And I welcome, of course, our property expert, Joe Joshi. And we're hoping that Bob Singh will join us as well, our mortgage specialist. We believe he's in Dubai. Is that correct, uh, Joe? Yes, he's probably gone to the beach already. Um, <laughs> this, this morning, he, he says uh, he, he might need to top up his tan or something like that. But uh, um, yeah, Bob, Bob Singh um, is in Dubai. Um, and I'm hoping that he will join us because we have um, a good subject on mortgages. I think his input would be um, extremely valuable uh, as he is a qualified mortgage broker. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing Bob. But in the meantime, you got me, as always. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's interesting, actually, that the, the, the Bank of England are going to set uh, the interest rate on the 1st of February. So this is this coming week. And the suggestion is there's going to be no uh, change to 5.25, the current rate. But what they're saying is that they reckon there could be a cut as early as May and three more cuts over 2024, which will bring it down to, they reckon, 4.25%. And they're predicting that by um, 2025, the mortgage rate could be as low as 3.5%. So just wanted to get your thoughts on that, Joe, and what that's going to mean to property, obviously. Um, I have to say that uh, I'm quite shocked that they are going to take it down to that sort of level. But if they do... That's excellent news, fantastic for property owners, uh, mortgage owners especially, and of course, um, the first time buyers. So, you know, it's good news all round. Um, but I just can't see that they are going to be able to do that. Um, it took them a while to get it up to the levels that we are at now. Um, and I think at five and a quarter, I've always felt that they will probably stick around 5%. But I understand that um, obviously now that it's election year, um, they are throwing all the toys out at the moment to try and do the best they can in order to win, obviously, the next election. Though the Bank of England is a separate entity, um, we all know in the background they're all, all joined hands and there is, there is a drive together to try and achieve that. I assume the governor of the Bank of England is also thinking about his job um, <laughs> going forward. <laughs> if, if, there's, if, if there's a change in the colour, he may not actually have a job. So he's got to obviously uh, work in tandem with, uh, with the, the current uh, incumbents of number 10. So I think, you know, uh, all of those things do matter. But of course, it's excellent news if they do manage to get it to that level uh, for everybody, uh, not just uh, first time buyers, but existing homeowners who have actually gone through an absolute battle this year alone just to try and sort of stand still. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I certainly welcome that. 
Yeah, so that takes us to our, our first story, and uh, that is, of course, the uh, rumours that Chancellor Jeremy Hunt will present a spring budget on the 6th of March, with just a month to go. Uh, we're looking at the taxes, products and benefits he plans to cut, prune or ditch. So Hunt will provide an update to the Parliament and the public on the state of the UK economy since the autumn statement in November. He will also announce any further economic plans for 24, 25 and beyond. These could include tax cuts, ISA reform, changes to the child benefit threshold and low deposit mortgages. And that's really what we're looking at here, the idea of low deposit mortgages. There are rumours that the Chancellor could introduce government-backed 1% deposit mortgages. What's your thoughts on that, Joe? Look, I think, I think, um, I mean, again, excellent for the first time buyers. Um, and if there's ever a time probably to introduce such a package for them, now is it. Um, primarily because the, the buy to let market <clears throat> was literally killed off. And I know they want to revive uh, some of that because they realize that they've done a lot of damage, but that will take some time to to come back. So this window of opportunity that is available for the first time buyers and perhaps the 99% mortgage could sort of coincide perfectly because they it's a buyer's market right now. Um, and this could be their perfect uh, time to step on that uh, first run of the ladder and having the opportunity to have a lesser deposit to find um, so that they can actually get on the property ladder. So all in all, the package could be quite good. Obviously, bearing in mind that the other costs still remain, uh, things like stamp duty and you know legal costs, etc. So, you know, it's, it's relative to what it's going to be. But of course, it, again, I, I would say to you that it's a, a motivator um, for the community, for the public, for the first time buyers to, to join in to the property market. And as always, I will tell you once again that they use the property market as a yo-yo and here we are perfect example of that yo-yo of when you know things are tough for the government or any incumbent they will start to tinker with the property market tinker with the rates tinker with the um, first-time buyers without whom there is no real property market and uh, they're also talking about, of course, a potential cut to CGT capital gains tax, which is something that, of course, affects all property. Um, when you make a gain on a property, you if it's not your residential property that you live in, then you're going to be paying at CGT at a very high rate. And uh, obviously, it's a very unpopular tax, not least because many people would state, Joe, that, you know, we bought the property with money that we'd already paid tax on. So why do we have to be doubly taxed? And, uh, and of course, CGT and inheritance tax have uh, produced so much revenue for the government in recent years and seems to be increasing. So he's probably got some room to be, to, to be able to afford to cut it, but some suggest he might even abolish it. I find that hard to believe. What do you think? Well, I think the abolish, abolition of it will, will probably be a, a big challenge, but cutting it is not a, not something that you shouldn't consider. I mean, it's not just the CGT that, and the capital gains um, and also the, um, uh, the, the tax that one, one has paid on their earnings. What is also you've got to bear in mind is that each time somebody does a property purchase, they pay a huge amount of stamp duty. So it's, it's a double tax whammy for the government. They get stamp duty as well as obviously uh, from a buyer who's investing in property who's already paid their taxes in the first place i mean it's becoming a bit of a tax tax and tax and more tax type of operation here 
because again they see this as free money people want to buy most people don't find it safe to invest in anything else and look at look back at all the types of investment i i keep an eye on these things and they just come up and and, and go out like a yo-yo as well so people have been looking at you know things like um uh, the new currency that you know and um and also of course um whatever they can support through through the stock market and you know you've got to have so much time on your hand um and entrust someone else to deal with that that money that investment whereas property has always been something that you could administrate and deal with yourself and and have more control over so property will always be something that most people will continue to want to invest in um whether they have to pay more tax or whether they make a capital gains or whether they actually um, use it as a pension pot so that it gives them a regular income until such time as they expire there's a lot of things there but the fact is that the property part of it becomes something that they are comfortable and conscious of uh, each time and um, and so it, so it will continue let's just take a look at the um the story about the uh, higher loan to value. So the government hints at radical plans for 99% mortgages. High loan to value home loans, uh, in this case 99%, could hit the home buying market once again after ministers revealed plans to support first time buyers. Plans to introduce a scheme in which borrowers could take out 99% mortgages to buy a home are reportedly being considered by the uh, Chancellor for his spring budget on March the 6th, as we've reported. But the announcement has been met with some mixed reaction, with some experts welcoming the development, others warning that there could be uh, more of a risk to house prices increasing rather than helping more people to buy. And uh, certainly every time there's been an initiative like a stamp duty holiday, for example, or a reduction in stamp duty, it's all it's led to is, is prices going up even further, Joe. Yes, I think that, um, sorry, I, I was just intervening with Bob, who says he's uh, not connected on the Chrome um, where he is, um, and, and that's probably because of the sun rays at Dubai are not allowing him to do that. But uh, I've just told him to uh, try and connect on his phone um, for, a, for a, a little bit of input. Let's see what he, he says. Yeah. But So, yes, I mean, um, going back to your question there, Paul, it, this is what I said earlier on, as far as the buyers are concerned, this is a great window of opportunity for them purely because, you know, the um, for the uh, buy to let people are kind of off the scale at the moment. So, you know, there's no challenge really for the first time buyers at this moment in time, if they can get the borrowing, can get the mortgage um, funding to buy their property because the buy to let market is now not there. So the, the, the problem that they've had in that marketplace to a large extent is that if there's a first time buyer, there's also a buy to let guy, so all competing for the same property. So this fear of, of prices being pushed up may happen in a, 18 months, two years time, depending on how and who comes into power and so forth. But I can't see that in my sort of own uh, layman view, why that should happen now, because there is no time for it so it is a window that is uh, available for the first-time buyers and not where prices will increase um, and they have a, a much wider choice we're hoping that bob's going to join us as well because uh, we really wanted bob to talk to us about uh, the whole um uh, mortgage 99 percent low to value and the reason this is so important joe is because um back in 2007-8 we had uh, issues with um people, you know, in negative equity. So uh, 
Um, that was a, an issue for us. Now Bob's online with us, and he can hear us hopefully as well. Bob, the magic hey. of uh, the magic of WhatsApp <laughs> this morning. Hey, are you there, Dubai? <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, everyone. Can we have the votes of the Dubai jury, please? <laughs> uh, is it Apois or Nilpois? I think it's Nilpois this morning. <laughs> yeah, right, I'll, well, it's great to have lagged, you here. But otherwise, fine, thank you. You, you jet-setting mortgage uh, maestros, honest to goodness. <laughs> Lovely to have you here, Bob. We are uh, talking about uh, the, the government potential plan in the spring budget, March 6th, where Jeremy Hunt is rumoured, we said rumoured, to be producing 99% mortgages. And obviously that's an interesting one for someone like yourself who remembers 2007-8 and all those people who had 100% mortgage back in those days and ended up in negative equity. Absolutely, yeah. That's the biggest fear, Paul, uh, and um, I mean, It's a good idea in, in, in thinking, but I think in reality it's not really going to work that well. 99% mortgages, you know, is a fairly high level of mortgage. And uh, as you say, if prices fall 2%, you're already in negative equity. So uh, it's not, not the best solution, to be honest. Uh, but what they've done is really told us... Uh, 99% but not really given us any details either uh, we think it's going to be new build only so that's only going to help uh, the new builders not the sort of second-hand market and we have no idea on how the affordability is going to work so if it's the same affordability that's not really going to be any use at all it's interesting they're talking about the help to buy scheme um, and the, the direct result of that, despite many people taking up the help to buy scheme, all that really did was line developers' pockets. And do you think this is going to do the same this time and inflate prices for that matter too? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. There'll be a mad rush for these properties. Uh, developers can offload their stock and start building again. Uh, but it's not really going to help anybody else, to be honest with you. Uh, you're talking about here about uh, with the added stamp duty costs a 99% mortgage will look and feel like a 95% from previous generations so uh, and adding to the fact that saving for deposit for, for renting these days is um, because of your renting is almost impossible because obviously rents are so high now so you know adding the fact that it's so difficult to get a deposit uh, together as well and you've got to pay all the stamp duty and everything you know you're not really going to get a um, a 99% mortgage as such. No. I mean, why bother with 99? Why not make it 100? And let the developer give 1%. I mean, they pay that much to estate agents anyway to sell these things. So just make it 100%, give them uh, extended multiples or make it interest only or something like that, which I alluded to in the press last week. But if it's if the affordability model is not going to change, now they do say in the uh, in in the article here that I've got that we're we're, we're discussing that they've got um, more stringent assessments will be placed upon them on t in terms of the affordability and stressing, um, uh, uh, but the truth of the matter is that that's pretty uh, tight anyway in the first place, isn't it? It's pretty stringent already. Yeah, exactly. So if it's going to be the same stringent rules applied, it is pointless that they might as well not do this and just bring back help to buy let people, Joe, what's, let, your, what's, let people what's your thoughts on the sorry bob go ahead i said bring back help to buy a scheme 
but with but with one percent deposit as opposed to five percent before. So they might, as well, they might as well do that. I mean, it's really really want to help, but I think it's another one of uh, their sort of fantastic ideas, which I, I don't think are going to work. What do you think, uh, Joe? A one to, uh, what, that suggestion there, a one percent deposit and a help to buy scheme, and not just on new properties. Yes, I think. Uh... Uh, the thing, the thing with this help to buy scheme and the one percent and all these gimmicks that they're offering is that it is simply directed at new builds, which is um, very challenging for the second-hand market, and that's that's the market that actually helps fuel it. Because what happens is those people are then going to be selling to buy-to-let people. Right now, the buy-to-let is. Um, as, as dead as a, a doornail right uh, at the moment so they the opportunity actually in my opinion lies in the second hand market as opposed to the the new market because those people do want to sell and those opportunities are great for the first time buyers to come in and negotiate because it's a buyer's market but if that that product was available for them in that particular zone then I think that would be very, very helpful to the market. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Bob's thoughts are on it. But for me personally, I think that because it's uh, a challenge, it, it's put to the new build. The problem with the new build is that it then leaves everything else, it's a bit like leaving the shrapnel behind. All the other properties are left behind. Um, and people think, well, actually, I, I'm not going to cut the rate. And, and But they've killed the buy-to-let market. So, you know, it's still, it's almost better to have the 95% help to buy or just go to a, a higher deposit and, and and not have such a stringent situation like Bob said, maybe do an interest only and then open the market up to everybody else. Um, you know, I think that uh, if, they, if they continue to do what they're gonna do, they won't fuel the market, they won't fuel the housing market, but they will fuel first time buyers and that's what they're trying to do. But I'm not sure they've actually thought about the actual consequences as they normally don't because there's everybody in this. It's not just the developers and new build. And the target for the new build and the developer situation really is about their own personal targets because they've not been producing enough new homes to cover the required amount they need for both social housing because obviously new homes means automatically that there is a certain percentage that goes to housing associations and those housing associations inadvertently are the ones that are producing the properties for the government to provide letting and, and for homeless and for all the other targets that do. So, you know, it is all geared for them if you actually break it down as a government because they want to reach their target. And the only way they can do that is allow to sell more um, new properties and allow them to build more new properties. What do you think, uh, Bob? Yeah, I mean, as Joe said, I mean, let's not forget there's already a 100% scheme out. So if this is going to compete with the Skipton Building Society scheme where if you're renting, you can get a 100% mortgage. But again, there were restrictions on affordability. And that became a North and South divide product because it was very difficult to qualify for the rules if you're living in London where the you know, rents were high. But it was more working well in the North. so. Again, it needs to be a combination of factors, low deposit, low stamp duty, and higher affordability calculations. What do we think about this suggestion here that um, basically um, the, uh, the, it's absolute madness because uh, the help to buy scheme would inflate, uh, you, 
inflated house prices and builders increase their prices as the buyers need a lower deposit than they previously did. Inflated new build prices inevitably inflate pre-owned prices. Uh, we only needed those prices to continue and then an increase in rates and people trying to get out of the uh, help to buy ISAs, uh, help to buy scheme rather, would have massive payment increases that apparently they could not afford or want years earlier. So the suggestion that uh, um, taxpayers' money is being used to fund house purchases again with these schemes, because there's obviously a cost to this, uh, is it right that the taxpayer should be funding these purchase schemes for people who want to buy properties? Yeah, again, it could lead to an artificial market because uh, demand will be very high because obviously from where I'm sitting, people genuinely, badly, desperately need to get on the property ladder. There's, you know, They don't want to pay these high rents that land landlords are now charging. I mean, the house now is fetching 2,300, 2,400 pounds a month on rental, you know, and the mortgage on that property would be far less. So people are desperate to escape. They just need a means. Um, and this scheme, I don't think is going to cut the mustard because, well, let's see what the details are when it's announced. I don't think it's going to you know, really be too well received by the market. They're saying here that uh, we've got more people behind than ever. It was in the news this week on their payments. More repossessions are happening now, as we predicted, and people cancelling other direct debits, such as protection insurance and things like that, to meet their increased bills. What we don't want is 99% loan-to-value mortgages for renters who are desperate to get out of paying high rents. Yeah, the arrears market is bad. Loans, um, you know, secured loans, unsecured loans, mortgages, people are behind on their payments and it's getting worse and worse. There's a lot of debt in the in the, in the country. You know, we live on debt, credit cards, whatever, overdrafts. And, you know, with these high rates, it's now sort of coming home to roost. Everyone is suffering. And that's going to take some time to rectify itself because, you know, it's, once you're in that debt spiral, it's not easy to get out. So I think... Uh, I think this is more of a political ploy. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's trying to, you know, win votes for the uh, forthcoming election. I don't think it's really going to be working as a scheme. Now, what are your thoughts more generally, um, Bob, about uh, rates at the moment? They're suggesting in the news this week that rates could start falling from May. Um, down a quarter of a percent um, and that they will have three more cuts during 2024 down to 4.25 from the 5.25 it is now. Uh, so nothing's going to move till May, then we're going to lose a percent over this year and they could be as low as three to three and a half percent by the end of next year, 2025. Is that your view or do you think that's a bit optimistic? What's your thoughts, Bob? My view is sort of similar when I see rates rates being cut before May. Uh, I think if the government's going to be really, really serious about helping people in debt, then it needs to cut down mortgage rates as soon as possible. Uh, because the inflation is still 4%. It's not, it didn't come down last month. Uh, went up, in fact, from 39 to 4%. So I can see the Bank of England being slightly worried and not really wanting to cut rates, but I think their hand might be forced. Luckily, the forecast is UK is going to avoid a recession, and that's good news. But property market, I think, will just bump along the bottom until rates do start to move. Uh, yeah, one percent cut by the end of the year, and another one percent in 2025 is certainly on the cards, definitely.
So you're thinking we could be down to something like three and a quarter by uh, end of next year? Yeah, I think so. Three and a bit, yeah. And you could argue that that in itself will stimulate the market to some extent because obviously, you know, borrowing is going to be cheaper. Yeah, and that's reflected already in the rates. I mean, you know, you can get sub 4% rates on the five-year fixed market. Ten-year markets are not too, you know, dissimilar. Just that the two-year market's a bit sticky. That's priced higher than the five-year market. But then, you know, you, you take your chances. You know, you, know you, you can either take a two-year and pay a bit more now in the hope that you pay less down the line, but most people, you know, are taking five years because they're very well priced at the moment, very, very competitive. It's uh, great to have your uh, views uh, every now and again, Bob, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, I just wanted to ask you more generally about mortgages. Uh, I know Joe and I are particularly interested to hear, you know, we, we, there's a lot of talk and we wonder whether it is hype at the moment as to uh, the beginning of the year being very strong on the property market. Is that something that you're seeing in, in mortgage activity? We have been absolutely inundated. I've come to Dubai for a rest. <laughs> That's why. Uh, I've been doing like 12-hour shifts. Uh, it's, it's, it's ballistic, yeah. It's been the busiest January ever. Have you any as reason as to why? Because, you know, borrowing's not cheap at the moment and uh, there's not a lot of uh, availability. Yeah, they're, they're not cheap because uh, obviously we see what happened, we saw what happened last year. But rates have come down. There's a lot of optimism in the market that the rates will keep dropping down. And because five-year markets are very cheap, people aren't, people aren't wanting to wait and let the prices go ahead again. They want to buy now. Mm. I suppose by the time you actually move into the property and pay your first monthly payment, that probably will be about May, won't it? Thereabouts? Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. yeah. But the five-year markets, are, you know, they're not going to change that much. Base rate can come down all it likes, but the market's expecting uh, and factoring in long, lower long-term long rates, in it, and the building societies are offering them. They're not waiting for bank rates to fall. You know, they want market share now, not not in May. There's a lot of um, uh, talk about uh, getting Jeremy Hunt to try and simplify the ISA market. Um, Bob, I know that's sort of on the outskirts of what uh, you specialise in, but I suspect, bearing in mind you've got property ISAs and lifetime ISAs, you know a little bit about this, but they're suggesting that he should supercharge the lifetime ISA by reducing the government-imposed early withdrawal charge from 25% to 20% and increasing the minimum property price to account for rising high house prices. It's also suggested that the overall ISA allowance from 20,000 creating a mechanism to peg the allowance to inflation and removing ISA funds from inheritance tax. A couple of suggestions there, thinking about ISAs. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm not licensed in ISAs, but obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's another government incentive to help first-time buyers get on the ladder. You know, the bonus is uh, an absolute plus. But maybe it could be more flexible. It could be, you know, tied into your own plans as opposed to what the government states. Um, but no, I mean, any, any improvement to the scheme is, is going to be welcomed. What's your thoughts on that, uh, Joe? Yeah, I was just going to ask Bob. Um, thanks for that, Paul. Um, and thanks for your input, uh, Bob. I really appreciate it. I know you're going into Dubai for a rest, and here's us making you work on a Sunday morning. But uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different kind of work. Uh, and we call it. Uh, charitable and good status to help the people out there 
that are making decisions, very important decisions, both in mortgages and in property. And I think that, um, you know, from a, it's good to hear that you've had a lot of um, uh, inquiries uh, in January. I know um, we messaged each other and, and earlier on and it was, you're absolutely inundated. Uh, and I think the good thing about that is that, you know, they are looking at not just the new builds, it, it is really helping. And I suppose my, my plight in, in the marketplace is that there is great opportunity, especially with flats and so forth, where um, buy to let people have sort of said, look, I'm going to get out of this now. It's not working for me. Um, and that's the real opportunity in my mind, because they can pick those up at relatively more competitive prices. Um, and, and and go in. And of course, there are uh, scenarios where um, gifted opportunities also can uh, work with people in the buy-to-let market because it's not their first home. It is a second home and in, in order to get out of that. So that could help the first-time buyers a, a lot. Um, and there are opportunities that, um, you know, I have got uh, certainly that might, might assist some people that you've got mortgages for. So we should maybe have a conversation separate on that. But in terms of, you know, where where the governments are doing and what they're trying to do, they are trying to motivate this, Paul, uh, the best they can, um, only because it's, you know, as I've said continuously, this is their yo-yo. They just think, well, we'll now bring out all the bits to the property. If you go back some years, it's exactly what Boris did when the pandemic was going on. You know, the only thing he fueled was the property market, and it was the property market that kept everybody it's not it's not just the buying and the selling of, of, of property you have to bear in mind in property it is about all the other add-ons that it covers so the minute that somebody buys a property or they've got a chance to buy a property it's all of the other industries that are linked to property you know take it from carpets and diy and, and god knows whatever else that one wants to do to upgrade and make things happen it's every bit of industry that is linked to your home that starts to come alive, and and so that's why we are a political yo-yo as as a uh, a business. And most people, you know, will say, "Oh, I don't want to, don't want to deal with this, don't want to deal with that." But unfortunately, you know, agencies and auctioneers exist for simply that purpose, because that's the only vehicle available for most people to genuinely get the right advice, guide, and and uh, and best mortgage possible uh, possible packages that are available, um, Paul. Indeed, indeed. I've got one last story to share with you both uh, before we let you go and enjoy the sunshine uh, there, Bob. Um, and uh, it's just a, a little bit of fun, really, at the end of uh, today's programme to uh, talk about the fact that the... Um, uh, I've got the wrong screen there, beg your pardon. Hang on a moment. <laughs> Get the right screen, it would help, wouldn't it? Yeah, mystery uh, guest there. <laughs> yeah, we've got... To, here we go, here we go. This is the sun. So this is the one. Uh, so there's a, a section of the Church of Scotland um, website that suggests the organisation could reinvent itself as an estate agent. Properties for sale page on the Church of Scotland website has everything from plots of land to formal council houses and church buildings ranging from over 40,000 to 400,000. Reverend David Cameron, convener of the Church of Scotland Assembly Trustees, sees it as a sign of the times. Looking at the entry for a church in, uh, uh, looking at the entry 
cemetery for a church in Kilmarnock. Uh, an entire church is up for sale, complete with half modern fitted kitchen uh, and a portfolio of more than 5,000 properties, second only to the National Trust for Scotland. It has a significant volume of units in its portfolio. So basically, they're trying to sell their properties because it's just getting too expensive to keep them going. Um, and interestingly, they're not using an agent. Just wondered what you both thought about that. They don't want to use an agent. It's, it's all about money at the end of the day. But trust me, I, in, in 40 plus years, I've had loads of people that go down that cycle um, and they end up coming back. They do come to their senses eventually that uh, uh, it's not as uh, easy as they think it's going to be. Um, I've had um, property interrupters for as many years as I've been in the business. Uh, a majority of them have come and gone. Um, and, um, and, and the church will eventually come to its senses that, you know, once you get into a private treaty, and a promise of all sorts of things from potential buyers, they will realize very soon that it's almost worth paying the agent to take the pain. Because, you know, even the Reverend, the right Honorable Reverend David Cameron, no relation, I'm sure, to Lord Cameron now. Um, <laughs> and he can lord it up as much as he likes, wherever he is, but he will end up having to use an agent, that's for sure. Probably an auctioneer, actually, because that's where he's going to be sold. <laughs> I suppose I should rephrase the question to you, Bob, and suggest <laughs> that um, suggest that uh, what's the likelihood of getting a mortgage on a property like that? Now the uh, the mortgage isn't the issue. I mean, what would you do with it? That's the that's the uh, bigger question. People do buy churches and make lovely apartments out of them, so I'm sure there's a market there somewhere. Lovely. Okay. Well, look, uh, it's been fabulous to have you both on as always. Um, Bob, thank you for interrupting your trip to Dubai to join us this morning and give us your insight on what could be a very interesting uh, election uh, year with uh, the, the gifts that are coming our way in the property market. So thank you very much indeed for your time today, both of you, and we'll see you soon for another Property Matters.